Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. There you go. Every day, right? Every day. Jesus is alive every day. It's Easter every day, and I'm thankful for that. But obviously, we celebrate, as the world does, uh, this week, which is exciting, because it is about Jesus' birth. And I was saying to someone today, they were like, well, you're not going to do church here, uh, you know, next Sunday. And I'm like, just go someplace else. They're probably going to talk about Jesus being born, you know, and because uh, that's what we do on this Christmas season. We talk about the, the birth of Jesus, and we're going to do that today. And so today, uh, it is about kids a lot during Christmas. Uh, and yesterday, I had the, you know how you get the memories, the photo memories come up? I had that come up, and I just started thinking about how many of you guys, like 10 years ago, were with us, which is like crazy uh, to think about. So, But one of them that has been here with us that length of time is Lily Getchell. So, Lily, I want you to come up here real quick. She knows. She's prepared. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Lily Getchell. She is a junior mm-hmm. at Carmel High School. Sit right there. And today, I have asked Lily to read the Christmas story for us. So Lily is going to read Luke chapter 2, verses 1 through 20. Can you hold both at the same time? Yeah. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that the whole empire should be registered. This first registration took place while Quirinus was governing Syria. So everyone went to be registered, each to his own town. Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and family line of David to be registered along with Mary, who was engaged to him and was pregnant. While they were there, the time came for her to give birth. Then she gave birth to her firstborn son, and she wrapped him tightly in cloth and laid him in a manger, because there was no guest room available for them. In the same region, shepherds were staying out in the fields and keeping watch at night over their flock. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Don't be afraid, for look, I, com- I proclaim to you the good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today, in the city of David, a Savior was born for you, who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be the sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped tightly in cloth and lying in a manger. Suddenly there was a multitude of the heavenly hosts with the angel praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heavens and peace on earth to people he favors. Then the angels had left them and returned to heaven. The shepherds said to one another, Let's go straight to Bethlehem and see what has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. They hurried off and found both Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. After seeing them, they reported the message they were told about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary was treasuring all these things in her heart and meditating on them. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had seen and heard, which were just as they had been told. Awesome. Nice work. Lily, uh, can you remember back 10 years ago, 10 years ago, what was going on in your life? How old are you now? I'm 17. So you were seven years old. What was happening when you were seven years old? Do you remember that? 
I think I was probably in first or second grade. Yeah, let me show you what it looked like, all right? <laughs> remember 10 years ago? Gosh, I look around the room and I see tears, I see smiles, I see the kids laughing and, you know, most of them don't even remember that 10 years ago, but just the fact that, you know, they're still hanging out with us, 
is a beautiful thing. And um, so, yeah, Danny, you have a question? That picture is forever, Danny. Danny, you don't even want to go there where we have pictures and videos of you throughout the year. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, what a beautiful just memory of, of, of 10 years ago. So now you're older, more mature. Uh, your Christmas list back then when you were seven versus what it is now. What, how is your Christmas list different now than it was then? Um, when I was seven, it was probably a lot of toys and games and justice clothes and still clothes, not from justice, but it's a lot more boring now than it was when I was seven, probably. It's boring? Yeah. You know, my daughter says it doesn't feel like Christmas yet. You know, it's like we keep asking her, does it feel like Christmas yet? Does it feel like Christmas? And I think there's the mindset, you know, that you get all these toys and games and stuff. But now she's the one having to go. She's our elf at home. She goes shopping for everybody. We just give her money and go buy stuff. So now she's kind of like, oh, I'm an adult. It's it's different. And so uh, trying to make it feel like Christmas. So uh, tomorrow your grandfather would have been 75 years old. And uh, this will be your second Christmas without him. What do you think at the end of his life, or even now where he is, what do you think his Christmas list look like? Um, I think that he would have just wanted us and his family to love Jesus and love each other. Are you saying that because you're in church or because that's what you know? No, that's genuinely what he would want. Yeah. Or what he did want, does want. Yeah, I, w- I would agree with that. Um, you just sat here and read the Christmas story. Several different characters in that story. Of all the characters that you have read about over your life in that story, which one probably can you relate to the most? Um, I think probably the shepherds who were approached by the angel um, because they were they had no idea what was going on and it even like says they were terrified but they just had to trust the angel and trust the Lord the Holy Spirit and follow um, their hearts and to find Jesus slain in a manger it's awesome that's a great word for a high school student to say that you have to trust Trust what you know, and uh, it's a good thing. Ladies and gentlemen, Lily Getchell. Thank you. The Christmas story, nice job. So we talked about the characters, the characters there in the Christmas story. Obviously, you've got Jesus, you've got Mary, you've got Joseph, you've got the shepherds. You have the angel of the Lord. If you go back to Matthew, you have the Magi and the wise men. And you even have King Herod. So this morning, I'd just take you on this journey. Let's talk about this. And I want you to think, I'm going to ask the same question to you. Which one do you relate to the most at this point in your life? I start with Mary. 
because uh, Mary could have been Lily's age. Think about that for a second. She could have been Lily's age when she experienced birthing the Savior of the world. And the whole thing you said about trusting, you know, okay, I'm going to have to trust because she's a virgin. She's a virgin and she's hearing this. And I think even at that age, she was able to trust. In Luke chapter 1, verse 46, it says, And Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, because he has looked with favor on the humble condition of his servant. Surely from now on all generations will call me blessed, because the Mighty One has done great things for me, and his name is Holy. His mercy is from generation to generation on those who fear him. He has done a mighty deed with his arm. He has scattered the proud because of the thoughts of their hearts. He has toppled the mighty from their thrones and exalted the lowly. He has satisfied the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel, remembering his mercy to Abraham and his descendants forever just as he spoke to our ancestors. She's literally going back in history about her Ancestry.com tree and all that the Jews had experienced and waited for. You, You get this because you have the whole picture. You get this. That the Jews... They suffered, and they were waiting for a Messiah, somebody to come and save them and to rescue them from the rest of the world, both physically and spiritually. They were dependent upon the law to protect them. You know where that got them. But the whole time they're waiting for this Messiah, this superhero, this Marvel character that we have nowadays, this somebody that's going to come in and just conquer all their enemies. And, and Mary, probably 17-year-old young lady, has been told, you're going to birth that hero. That Messiah, the one that everybody that you know about in history is going to come through you. And so she literally had to trust what the rest of the world didn't know. Trust was a big deal. And then you think about Joseph. Hmm. The, guys, the guys can kind of fit into this one right here. This, you have to go back to Matthew chapter 1, verse 18. It says, The birth of Jesus Christ came about this way. After his mother Mary had been engaged to Joseph... It was discovered before they came together that she was pregnant from the Holy Spirit. When they says they came together before they ever had sexual intercourse, he finds out that Mary's pregnant from the Holy Spirit. That's a little freaky. So her husband Joseph, being a righteous man and not wanting to disgrace her publicly, decided to divorce her secretly. 
the power of sin's working on Joseph. You you know what I mean by the power of sin? It's like all the thoughts and the process, and it's like this isn't what I signed up for. She's already pregnant. How how could she be pregnant? But after he had considered these things, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream saying, Joseph, son of David, don't be afraid to take Mary as your wife. Because what has been conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son and you are to name him Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. Now all this took place to fulfill what was spoken by the Lord through the prophet. See, the virgin will become pregnant and give birth to a son, and they will name him Emmanuel, which is translated, God is with us. When Joseph woke up, he did as the Lord's angel had commanded him. He married her, but did not have sexual relations with her until she gave birth to a son. And he named him Jesus. So here's a young man getting ready to have a baby with somebody that it's not his own. There's like doubt, there's fear, there's like anxiety, there's all these feelings and emotions, and then he has this vision, this angel appears to him, says, and the angel always says, what does the angel always say? Don't be afraid. Tell that to your kid, don't be afraid. We say that all the time, right? Don't, don't be afraid. It doesn't take the fear away. It doesn't take those thoughts away. Okay, don't be afraid. But what does he do? He has honor. And not only honor, but he has obedience. He has obedience because the engagement, that was a, that was a legal binding commitment at the time. So not only was obedient to marry Mary, but to also name this child Jesus, Emmanuel. And then Lily said that she could associate with the shepherds, the shepherds. In the same region, shepherds were staying out in the fields, keeping watch at night over their flock. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord showed around them. There's the the glory of the Lord shone around them. You don't, don't miss that. The glory of the Lord, the same glory that was in the burning bush with Moses, the same glory that was in the tabernacle that traveled around with them with the smoke and the fire and the clouds, the same glory that disappeared, the same glory. Now that same glory is here in this story. It says, the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, what? Don't be afraid. <laughs> Don't be afraid, for look, I proclaim to you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today in the city of David, a Savior was born for you, who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be the sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped tightly in cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there's a multitude of the heavenly host with the angel praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth to people he favors. There's a multitude there. 
you guys, you would be freaking out. Not just because an angel of the Lord is there saying, don't be afraid, but now there's this whole multitude to the shepherds. The shepherds. The shepherds were the lowliest of the lows. Like, they were the sinful people. They were the ones that were outcast into the fields. They were the ones that were unclean by the standard of the law. They were the lowest of the lows, the shepherds. And an angel says to him, don't be afraid. And then a multitude appears. It says, when the angels had left them and returned to heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go straight to Bethlehem and see what has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. They hurried off and found both Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. After seeing him, seeing them, they reported the message they were told about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherd said to them. Do you get this? The lowest of the lows, the sinners, the unclean, everything, they were the first ones to receive the message of Jesus Christ. The very first. And guess what? <laughs> these, these young men, these men that were cast out into the fields, became the first evangelists. They literally went out and told people about Jesus. The Messiah is born. He's here. We know it's him. The angels appeared. They said, don't be afraid. The glory. We saw it. We saw it. The glory of God that they talked about with Moses and we, all those things that they've talked about. We, we saw it. The lowest of the lows became the first evangelist. And then... The Magi, the wise men, the astrologers, they had this new age mentality. Their story is found in Matthew chapter 2, verse 1. It says, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem, this wasn't immediately. Yeah, you know you have the nativity scenes with the wise men around them. That didn't happen. It was, it was a long time after Jesus was born. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of King Herod, wise men from the east arrived in Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star at its rising and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was deeply disturbed and all the Jerusalem with him. So he assembled all the chief priests and scribes of the people and asked them where the Messiah would be born. In Bethlehem of Judea, they told him, because this is what was written by the prophet. And you, Bethlehem, this was prophecy that was fulfilled. And you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, because out of you will come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod secretly summoned the wise men and asked them the exact time the star appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the child. When you find him, report back to me so that I too can go and worship him. Yeah, right. Like King Herod really wanted to worship somebody. He didn't want somebody taking his place. It says, 
After hearing the king, they went on their way, and there it was, the star they had seen at its rising. It led them until it came and stopped above the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overwhelmed with joy. And entering the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and falling to their knees, they worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with, with gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And being warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their own country by another route. The Magi, the wise guys, they were the seekers. They looked to the stars to understand life. They were constantly seeking what was purpose in life. They constantly asked questions. They were processing what was going on around them. They were able to put puzzle pieces together. We do that in this room. We, we do that with this right here. We, we process, we ask questions, we seek, we read, we look, we listen. We talk. And then uh, the other character, King Herod. It says, Herod realized he had been outwitted by the wise men. He flew into a rage. He gave orders to massacre all the boys in and around Bethlehem who were two years old and under, in keeping with the time he had learned from the wise men. So the wise men deceived him. Because the wise men knew that Jesus was the Savior, the Messiah. And they knew that King Herod didn't want him to be the Messiah. So now King Herod has put out this edict that says, we're just going to kill every boy around. He was paranoid. He was prideful. He was jealous. (laughs) You know... Some of you were probably drug here and you would rather remain king over your own life than letting Jesus be the king of your life. I don't know that. Christianity is not about rules and religion. Herod, like, entered into that whole scene and he totally wrecked it. He totally wrecked it. And then the the last character is uh, the angel of the Lord. Luke 2. Then the angel of the Lord stood before them. And the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Don't be afraid, for look, I proclaim to you good news of great joy that will be for all people. The angels, part of God's creation, have have never experienced what you have experienced, which is grace. You've experienced grace. They haven't. They sit here and watch this room Right now, they watch you live out your Christian life. You are teaching the angels. 
and the angels, they're literally there at the birth of Jesus. And they're amazed because now the Creator has become a creature. The, the, the Creator of the world is now this baby that is speechless. He can't even talk. The Creator of the world, and the angels are looking and going, this is amazing. This is amazing. Grace. So you take this story, you take this whole story with all the different characters and you think about it and you process it. And obviously you maybe have this heartfelt response to it. And you understand based upon what it says here in Scripture is that God leads to repentance through His kindness. What, what is His kindness? His kindness is He sent His Son as a baby to this earth to tell you the good news and to provide for you a Savior for this messed up world, this fallen world, because of free will, from the beginning, it got messed up. This isn't what God intended. Death was not a part of His, but free will allowed that to happen. So now there needs to be a Savior. There needs to be a Messiah. And He sends His Son. Sends His Son. God's act of kindness leads us to repentance, which causes us to change our mind about our own lives. It's like literally, Lily went from this seven-year-old girl about the gifts and things like this, and now it's about, it's about trusting. It's about trusting. That as we walk this journey and as we get older, our Christmas list begins to change and the desires that we have begins to change. The older we get, it's like, you know, I, I'm old and people ask me what I want for Christmas, and I'm like, I don't need anything. You say it, right? I don't need anything. I, I've got everything. I don't need anything. Because I do. I've got everything. I've got everything I need. I have Jesus. And so the baby's message is here to cause you, to encourage you, to change your mind. You need a Messiah, you need a Savior. The Jews, his own people, would have a hard time embracing him. A few would, but the masses wouldn't. They would not give up their religion and their law for freedom. He's like, I've come to bring you freedom, but you still want your religion, you still want your law, you're still looking for your Marvel superhero. When all along I'm here. But here's the beauty of it. Here's the, here's the merry Christmas of the whole thing. If you can figure out that Jesus Christ came to be the Savior, the Messiah of the world, if you figure that out, He takes your life and He totally transforms it. What you once were, he changes it. 
this little baby came along, grew up to be a man, told us the good news, died, buried, rose again. We talk about this every week. Sits at the right hand of the Father. If you believe that He's the Son of God and He died for your sins, you're forgiven. You're forgiven completely. You trust. You trust every day of your life. It transforms you. It, trans- it changes your heart. And when your heart is changed, it changes your behavior. You, hey, look, we all know you can, you can go back to dependency on, upon yourself and you know where that's going to get you. you. You can go back to being dependent upon your own strength, your own selfish desires, or you live out of this new heart that he has given you and you have everything that you absolutely need. There's nothing more that you need. That's it. That's the story. That's, that's Christmas. It's Christmas. Yeah, we're going to exchange gifts, but I got everything that I need. Change my heart. Watch these kids. Watch these kids grow up to be adults. It happens like that, right? It happens like that. Mom and Dad, you've got to figure this thing out. Got to figure this thing out because they're gone in an instant. And they're doing their own family, and you want them to teach them about Jesus, and you want to be like John Getchell. Just want them to know about Jesus. It's the only thing that matters. It's the only thing that matters. Jesus, that's uh, my prayer this morning, is that uh, this week is all about you. Yeah, I know there's stuff going on and the holidays, but really the only thing that matters is you. We trust that you have come here to be our Savior, to be our Messiah, that you've forgiven us and that we can live in freedom. We can really be free to do what our heart desires to do, and that's to pursue you. So, Lord, that's my prayer for my friends here today, my prayer for myself. And I pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.